Welcome to the Piazza Delivery Boys podcast. Come inside and grab a seat. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Are you there? Yeah. All right. I hear your dog too. Oh. All right. Hopefully that won't be an issue, but what's up? What's going on, dude? Uh, nothing. Um, we lost. Yeah, I mean, we lost. Uh, NBA is in a lockout. Things are going great. MLB is in a lockout. NBA is still going. Oh, yeah. Well, Lakers are basically playing as if they came out of lockout. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, MLB is in a lockout, and Dodgers lost. We lost Corey Seager. We lost Max Scherzer. Uh, it was revealed Max Muncy has a torn UCL that will need surgery. Tommy Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, what else? What else went well? Uh, I mean, we got the Chris Taylor for four years, 60 million. Yeah. I mean, we lost a lot of players, but you know, honestly, I'm not too sad. I got sad about Corey Seager. Yeah, when I saw the, the Dodgers tribute video i actually was really sad especially because he came up from the system but when max scherzer left i was like that really sucks but then i forgot all about it when i saw his posts about the dodgers or his shady throughout the dodgers did you see that yep like he blamed the dodgers for his dead arm because they didn't use him correctly when if you look at the numbers we used him maybe like he threw maybe like 10 pitches less than he did in Washington. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't get too mad about that because, I mean, he's just a competitive guy. And, like, I didn't expect loyalty from a guy who just came, you know, midway through the season. He just wants yeah. to compete and win a World Series, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know how psycho Max is. Like, we still love Max yeah. as a baseball fan. So, psycho I'm not Max too mad about also that. was like, it's everyone else's fault but mine. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's true. pretty funny. I don't care. I mean, our offense is pretty atrocious. In fact, I actually sympathize with him. He's going to a, he's going to a record-setting New York's Mets team that went from first to last place in one season. So, good luck. Yeah, I mean, they got some pretty good pickups, though. They did, didn't they? But they also lost a couple in the free agency. Javi Baez, but... They also lost Syndergaard to... Uh, the angels yeah but i mean out of all this free agency news i'm definitely most sad about Corey seager so yeah. sad Corey is like definitive daughter dude and he was the biggest reason we won we won the world series yeah. him and mookie but mostly no him he was batting nearly like 400 amongst the whole postseason like everyone was talking about how good Randy Arozarena was that postseason, but I felt like no one talked enough about how good of a hitter Seeger was during that time. Yeah, like he was almost pulling in like a fifteen hundred OPS at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we lost. Um, you know, Were you I mad think when we lost. Not really. Like, we didn't really deserve it. Like, I wasn't too sad about it. And the day that we lost the NLCS, um, I was in class, and it was a really good class. So, and I was really happy about the things that I was learning. <laughs> so, 
yeah, when I saw the score, I was like not too bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Also, we just didn't play well. Like it wasn't like, you know, where we were clearly better than the other team. Like Braves are no joke. Um, and I thought they outplayed us and they deserve to win. So yeah. I mean, I have nothing but respect for the Braves. Like the Braves won it the right way, you know? Not I'm not saying there's a wrong way to win, but yo, yeah. that team went from like third place in the NL Central. They had so many injuries, right? Like they won um, because Acuna wasn't in the lineup anymore. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. But like what? Uh Mike Sraka went down. Um, Travis Darno went down. Cunha went out for a season-ending injury, and they rebuilt that team so well. Jock Peterson. He got oh Jock. They, uh, Eddie Rosario was also a late season pickup who yeah. became the like their best leadoff hitter. Yep. Yep. And their defense was no joke, too. Like they they deserve to win. Yeah. Not I mean, that we didn't deserve to win, but like in the favor of the game. We yeah, lost. I mean, our offense was just terrible to watch. We also had a ton of injuries. You can't like discredit that. Yeah. Plus, Max had a dead arm. So it's like on top of not having a solid starting rotation, um, JT didn't feel good. Max was out because he tore his UCL. Yeah. Uh, we had to rely on a bunch of um, like people from our farm who hadn't even played a game or a lot of guys who like barely played in the season, but we had to give them starting position like minute or like, not minutes, but innings. Like, um, I can't remember them now. That's how much like I don't really care. We we brought in Steven Souza, dude. We use Steven Souza like a good amount, and that guy can't hit. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Peter John. He he always asks, who is Steven Souza whenever he comes up to bat? Talking about Steven Souza, the guy who because he's one, so terrible. One good year with the Rays that we're using, uh, who can't get a hit. We're using yeah. him. I mean, credit due. It's like. The guys that did show up who didn't play much, so Gavin Lux. Um, yeah, but why play him at center field? You know what I mean? Yeah, because we have no choice. And that's the, that was the sad part of it. I mean, you could have played Bellinger. Could. I would have rather, rather played Bellinger at center and then put Lux somewhere in the infield. And then you're also putting someone who's unexperienced at first. Pretty much we had a hole at first when Muncie went down that we couldn't really fill. Unless you, put, unless you, yeah, you kept Pulhos in, but I think they, they overmanaged Pulhos a good amount, and rightfully so because he's in his late 40s season. So I, I don't know. There, there's no right or wrong answer to how they could have played it better. It's just a really terrible situation with all the injuries that happened at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, like if you look at the decisions that management made and Dave Roberts made, um yeah i mean because of injuries like we were pigeonholed right like right yeah like maybe some starting lineups or like you know like they did some funky things with the pitching rotations too like the starting starting rotation um you know like starting julio not starting julio and putting him in the middle of the game stuff like that um but you know at the end of the day like we had to we're kind of just like cornered and like each decision they made like no matter how questionable it was it's like what other decision is there to make or like what how much better is alternative and you can't say definitively like there's a clearly better choice you know so yeah like that's also why I wasn't too mad about it like I think people hate too much on Dave Roberts like 
yes, like he makes questionable decisions, but you know, he took us to the NLCS like what four out of the last five years. Yeah. Right. And so like, and the crazy thing is in the last five years, the Dodgers, is it true? The Dodgers either won the world series or lost to the eventual world series champion. Yeah. Last five years. Is that true? Yeah. Let's see. 2017. 2017 was the Astros. 2016 was the Cubs. So 2015 is what I'm not sure about. I see. 2016 is Cubs. No, 20. Oh, yeah, 2016 was Cubs. Yeah, 2015 was a Royals. So, because we lost to the Mets that. Oh, year. right, right, right. So, 2016, 2017, 2018, we lost to Red Sox yeah. in the well, World we've Series. We've been second place for the last two, last five years. Basically, <laughs> in my basically, mind. basically, <laughs> 2019, we uh, we don't talk about it, but you know, Holly Kendrick's Grand Slam crushed all our hopes and dreams. Yeah, but who would have expected these two teams? These two and teams then, were the underdogs, and they both pulled it off. Man, respect to the NL. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think people are disappointed because they look at the number of wins we were able to rack up. <laughs> but to me, like, that's so impressive given our injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Like if anything, I feel like, okay, I don't know. As someone who follows the Dodgers, I say we overachieved the season based on our roster and what happened to it. Dude, we were giving minutes to a bunch of AAA guys, Zach McKinstry, Steven Souza from before, even Luke Rayleigh, right? And we still somehow pulled out Who? 106 wins. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we still yeah. they still pulled out 106. Dude, that's, yeah, that's and nothing. I mean, yeah, like, Dustin May know. got injured. That's why we had to trade for Scherzer. Bauer had that whole scandal. Um, Don't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but all those injuries. And Kershaw didn't play a good amount of season and was out the postseason too, so. All that to say, all that to say, I'm still proud of the Dodgers. Um, yeah, and I don't know how we got 106 wins, to be honest. I don't know how the Giants got 107 wins, to be honest. But I did tell you, I did tell you at the beginning of the, before the season started, that I thought the Giants would, would be, would end up higher than the Padres. Yeah, and I didn't believe you until I started seeing the injuries, and I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, but even still, like with the they're supposed to be a rebuild year, but you know, former Dodger GM Baron Zaidi, now the president of baseball operations, there like goes to show GMs matter, front offices matter. So, people who say analytics don't matter and all that stuff, like you know, that's the thing that really upset me about what I thought was really proud. I was really proud about the Dodgers was we didn't have as many injuries as the Padres but it still affected us a good amount, right? Because we had to go into our farm and because we had to go into like our reserves players who don't usually play a lot of time, like Luke Rayleigh. Who? <laughs> and uh, shoot, do you remember? And Billy McKinney too, that guy. He played Who? Too. Sheldon Noose, he played a good amount. Who? Exactly. But they all came up like pretty, pretty well. You know, we didn't, we had to play them, but in the small time that they did, they did okay. Yeah. But if you look at the way that the Padres built up their team, right? They traded a ton to get a bunch of pieces this offseason. So they got um, Blake Snell. They traded like in a four-player deal or something. They uh, signed 
Tatis to a massive extension, which I still argue is unnecessary because he was only in a second year of arbitration. No, you do it. He's a superstar. See, you do that. But because you signed him to this guaranteed money that he's owed for the next like 15 years or something, 12 years. This is how I think about it, man. They're the Padres. Exactly. That's fine. Right. But like the problem with that is now you have limited capital. You don't have a lot of um, players that you can trade around with because in midseason, they traded for Adam Frazier for like almost no reason except that they think that they're going to make a playoff push, which they were going to until their whole core got injured. And because their whole core got injured, they didn't have the pieces to replace them. And then they started tanking like mad, you know? Yeah, but, you know, I can't say I'm not mad or I am mad about <laughs> that, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm happy the Padres, like, imploded. Um, They will never be what the Dodgers are. Fact. Like, the only team I'll give credit in the NL West is the Giants because um they beat us this year and they won World, World, World Series in us in the past. No, we beat many. them this year. Well, this year. We did beat them this year. But NL West division champs, oh, yeah. um, they also exceeded exp- – like, dude, Ginger Matt Damon, a.k.a. Logan Webb, he destroyed us. That like, – yeah, their starting pitching somehow evolved into like Dude, coming up. We got destroyed by had, Ginger Matt Damon. Dude, Holy Logan Lord. Webb, Kevin Kiermeyer, all of these guys just like came out of nowhere from having Basuda last season. Yeah. So, you know, nothing but re- I mean, I still hate the Giants, but I still respect them, you know, as an organization. But the Padres, yeah, I don't like. Yeah. Maybe that's why I had so much faith in the Giants over the Padres this season, just because of like the culture of the organization. Yeah, you know, and they have a better manager too, um, for sure, and Gabe Kapler. So, but it's just also unfortunate because the it doesn't just because the Dodgers finished second in the NL West doesn't mean anything. It just means we don't get they don't get the the NL West you know title. But and then also you know, like people complained about the format, um, because it put a hundred win team. 200 win teams against each other in the division series but i would argue you know it's it it impacted a lot of things um chris taylor had that moment against the cardinals in the wild card game and like he was pretty clutch in the throughout the playoffs against the giants at least um you know he's probably getting i mean he was probably gonna get paid anyway but um yeah i mean it solidified him as someone who would make a splash in free agency for himself. Um, yeah, and it just created many more Dodger moments. So I'm not too mad about – that's another reason why I'm not too mad about this postseason. I, if we lost to the Giants in our first ever, like, postseason, I, I would have been so upset. I, yes. cannot, I would have been way more upset at that than what happened in the NLCS. Yes, you know? I'm okay losing to the Braves and the Giants. Like, it's because – it's because we beat the Giants <laughs> and we we beat the Cardinals in the wild card. Oh my gosh, if we lost in the wild card game, yeah, I would have been so upset. It was kind of crazy uh, because we, yeah, you're right. We pulled a lot of baseball moments just in this last postseason, even in the wild card, um, beating the Giants and Chris Taylor's crazy three home run game uh, in, a, in an elimination game where we did eventually get eliminated. Um, but don't you do you think that because uh like for example right Dodgers used Walker Buehler on short rest twice in that in that time um 
Scherzer, you know, walked and also gave up like more runs than he did in the regular season during that time. Um, and our, we were essentially using everyone in our bullpen every single game. Do you think that contributed to our loss in the NLCS? Yeah. So was it worth it then? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I started to evolve as a sports fan. For me, it was always like championship or bust. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think as I just see the process and the discipline it takes for like an individual player to get to the professional level and perform and then kind of on a bigger scale, like an entire organization, like bring home like a championship, just the amount of like effort and discipline that goes into that. Like, I think that alone and to see how far we went as the Dodgers, like not just this season, but over the past, like, you know, 10 years, the past decade, how successful we've been relatively to other teams. Like, yeah, like I think that's also why I'm not too upset. Like for me, it's worth it as long as we build our team the right way. And like the players try their best, which I think, you know, they did. Um, whereas like in other cases, it's, you know, players give up or, you know, management tries to cut corners and tries to get like aging superstars. Um, kind of sounds like the Lakers, <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, what? don't compare us to the Lakers, dude. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, Lakers. I think I started to enjoy more of just like, feeling like I'm part of like the Dodger culture and that aspect of it than just simply winning. So yeah, I'm not too mad about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to next season. And um, like, I can honestly say, I think I'm sadder about losing Seager than you, than losing the NLCS. Yeah. Like that's kind of like how I feel about the season. You know, so Yeah. Well, I mean, what about you? Like, do you think it was like worth all those things? Like for me, like I enjoyed it. Oh know? yeah. I thought it was worth it. I thought there was, well, I always, I, I obviously thought that the Braves were the better team, especially when I saw them in action. So I was to, you know, you, you get the good with the bad. I wasn't mad at what, what happened. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with it too. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just all right. It was just a bad situation to make the best out of a bad situation. And then, yeah, like it sucks that this is how Corey's time with the Dodger ends. Mm-hmm. But dude, we'll never forget twenty twenty playoff Corey, hundred percent not. Yeah, that guy was a different animal. I'm just glad he's not in the NL. I'm sad that he's on a trash team though. No, I'm okay with that because then he'll he won't destroy us and make us regret not signing him. So that's true but at the same time it's like yeah okay so with the vacancy and shortstop that means trey turner's moving there for sure moving gavin lux to second yes which is which i always thought should have happened from the beginning and who's gonna play first base first base will either be edwin rios when he comes back Pool host if we sign him on a minor league con or like a short or one year contract, which might happen, but I also don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Bellinger can play first, and you could put Matt Beatty in left field and Pollock in center field. 
Matt Beatty, he played first a little bit. He didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad, but I'm not comfortable putting Beatty at first. I, he looked a lot better in left field, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that would be my ideal rotation. I just yeah. don't want Lux back in the outfield anymore. Mm. I thought testing Lux in the outfield in the last two weeks of the season was really ballsy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then we have Chris, we have Chris Taylor back, so I think Chris Taylor can also play in the outfield too. Um, you know, share the time. It, it's going to be really tough because we still we still have a slightly crowded outfield, but not really. It's just an issue of figuring out which one of these players should go first. To be honest, I'd rather play Chris Taylor at first. No, at left field. Oh, okay. Yeah, like to me. I'm okay with not playing Pollock as often, uh, which kind of sucks because it's his contract year. Um, but, man, yeah, he did not do as well as Taylor in the playoffs. So, so this year. is also contingent on the, the on whether or not the Players Association can finalize the DH being added into the NL again, which I know was one of the talking points that that they brought up before the lockout. Yeah. So if if, if they the, do, then Pollock to DH. No, I would. Justin Turner, Justin Turner, Justin, Justin Turner, Turner to DH, and then you could you can have more freedom to move around the infield. I would put I might be able to put Lux at third. So I think they tried that out too. Uh huh. At least he'd be more comfortable in the infield. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it would open up a lot more in terms of what the team can do. All right. Yeah, I mean. See, I mean, that goes to show, like, we still have pieces for every day playing at each position. So, you know, not bad. But, um, you know, there's still a big-name shortstop out there. Um, you know, he is a cheater, but he's still really good. Carlos Correa. I do not want Carlos Correa wearing a Dodger uniform. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, But I just wanted to ask, like, where do you think he'll end up realistically? Because there was a report that came out yesterday. Reportedly, before the lockout, he was given 10 years, $275 million to sign with the Tigers before yeah. they signed Javi Baez to the six-year deal. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Undervalue, overvalue, just right? Um, however you define it. Like, And where do you think he'll end up? Yeah, 10 years for 200 and some million dollars it honestly it does feel right for him but you know i didn't look into that contract much so i don't know if there was any options or buyouts or you know opt-outs yeah yeah um, i mean that aside like looking at it it's um, it seems pretty fair you're taking a it's 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 a long-term guaranteed contract that guarantees you 20 some million dollars a year yeah but i think and, and you know like korea is a very weird dude um there's a there's been a really interesting trend these days or recently with short max contracts you know scherzer just signed one we signed bauer to one uh even even bias could have signed a longer deal contract if he looked for it but he opted for six years so korea might be looking for one of those two 10 years, 20 mil is or 200 some mil is not bad for the, the yearly payout. But I think he's, I think 
I think his value is more around like 25, 26, but maybe he's looking for in the 30 range. I don't even think, I didn't even think Corey was worth 30, 30 million a year, to be honest. Yeah. But it's, it just, it, it just so happened to be what it is. I just that, hope Korea doesn't go to like a, I just hope Korea's career just kind of falls off, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is what I'll say about it. Like I've seen, I'm just trying to be as objective here. And you know, I love Corey Seager. You know, I love Corey Seager. Yes. But objectively speaking as a player, like I would say Curry is better than Corey Seager. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Because offensively, like, like Seager is better, like metrics wise too, but they're both clutch. I would say offensively, yeah, I would give the edge to Seager. But defensively, like, Correa is, like, I wouldn't say heads and shoulders above Seager because I don't want to disrespect Seager's fielding skills, but he's a lot sure-handed, more sure-handed. He's he's above average if Seager is just average. Right, right. And just considering that based off their skill set and the resumes, like, the fact that Seager got paid that much, you know, um, I've seen arguments where, Korea needs to get at least that much or more. Mm-hmm. So it's either saying Seager is overvalued, which I think is fair. Like over anything over 300 million, like it's a huge deal. Yes. And it's debatable. Like people will say, oh, but he, you know, um, he's not a generational talent. Um, but to me, I think he is based on what he's done so far. He just hasn't been healthy. And that's why I don't think people have seen him as much. But that is a huge thing that should have. It is, but he's still very young, and this year he he still played really well. He did, but he was also injured for sixty days. Yeah, but you know, improvement. Corey hasn't played a full season since his rookie year. Yeah, so you know, but numbers don't lie. He's second highest OPS since twenty fifteen. WOBA. And WRC C plus only behind Fernando Tatis. So, yeah, I mean he's obviously a top hitter out of shortstops. Yes. Um, that yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, I can see why Korea didn't take it because, um, yeah, I think in terms of deserving, morally, like he shouldn't be in the league, you know. Morally. But you know, as a player. I think he deserves more than that. That's just my opinion. Um, I feel like he's going to end up on the Yankees because they need a shortstop. <laughs> um, and they have the money. And on top of that, he's scum. So he'll belong on the Yankees. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> so that's all I'll say about that. I mean, like, where do you think he'll go? Like, I can't see anywhere else but the Yankees, to be honest. I can see like a I can see like a rebuilding team chill out. So I can even see the Marlins paying him out. The oh Marlins, gosh. The Marlins have a lot of capital. I would love that. Turn, yeah, go somewhere bad. Even if it's for a lot of money, just go somewhere bad. But at the same time, like it would make sense because that team is rebuilding. And yeah, team, and so honestly, they wouldn't have the scrutiny. Yeah. They wouldn't have the scrutiny of you know, oh, you're taking a cheater. Like, yeah, no one's going to look- care if he goes to a losing team and he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can, I can see that. 
right. So in the off season before the before the lockout happened, uh, the Dodgers have made one big deal, and that was re-signing Chris Taylor, four years, sixty million dollars, with a fifth year option. What do you think about that? Um, Contract-wise, I mean, it is a lot of money. Um, But I say CT deserves it. Like, yeah, he's probably the best utility player in baseball, um, or if not one of the best. Would I have wanted Dodgers to spend that money elsewhere, potentially? Yes. But I think they wanted to be respectful of him. And then also with the pending law, like, looming lockout they wanted to get a deal done like i feel like both sides wanted to get a deal done before because i'm i'm assuming they were talking even before the season ended um and the reason why they moved so quickly i think is it would have it's like basically the first domino to fall before all the other pieces and we have a lot of free agents this year you know so who are our free agents this year is it joe kelly joe kelly kenley jansen kershaw kershaw and then we lost Seeger, we lost Scherzer. Um, so you know, like, yeah, there was just a lot going on in free agency. So I'm not, I'm not too high on it because I think it is a lot of money for us. Um, because I feel like there's holes elsewhere. Um, but you know, I trust in Friedman. Like, I feel like he's trying. I trust in him, man. So. Anytime I feel worried about that, I just remember he's at the helm and he's done some crazy stuff in the past and got us a World Series. So I'm not stressing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. just the fact that the deal was made by Friedman. Yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah, I think I also think it's worth. He's worth too much money. I honestly think he's worth maybe like two thirds of how much he's getting paid right now. Like an example would be. Um, Kike, when he left the Dodgers, he signed a two-year, $14 million contract with Boston. You know, they're both very similar players. Kike, I think, offensively is slightly worse, but defensively he makes up a tre- like, I agree. tremendously, especially because he can play every position. Yeah. So, And I can see where you're coming from because if you look at a player like Max Muncy, he got, what, three years, like $26 million. Yeah. Like, I would argue Max is more valuable than Chris. Exactly. So, Chris Taylor so, getting paid this much, it's... I yeah, it's, it's over... He's overvalued, but... Pretty knee-jerk, yeah. Yeah. But am I mad about it? No. Like, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. He's my favorite player. <laughs> he's not even my favorite player, and I'm happy for him, so... so <laughs> I'm, know, I'm get happy. Get the bag. Get the, the bag. option gives us some space to play around, mm-hmm. and... You know, it's also no the, the trade clause is not so there's no trade clause, so he's also opt, opt to be traded, which yeah. hopefully doesn't happen. But a lot of these contracts that Friedman has been making these days are taking a lot of these guys into their late, into their mid to late thirties. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen soon. I'm saying the window for this team, this team in specific, is closing. Yep. I agree. I think it's I wouldn't say it's close only because they can still compete with the other teams in the NL. Yeah. But like it's not like before where we're like clear favorites anymore. And like, we still have a a lot of good young guys in the in the in the farm. So Dustin May is still young. Like all these guys are still young that we can still use, yep. right? 
Yep. It's just that at the moment. Yeah. And Friedman's always thinking long term, right? Because we want to keep Urias long term. We want to keep Bueller long term. Um, like no one's talking about that two year, like eight million dollar deal they did for Bueller. You right. Know? Like but, which it just it, you know it doesn't really extend his arbitration, but it's just guaranteed money for him. Exactly. But it's just like little moves like that, like no one really talks about. Mm-hmm. but they just kind of stack up. And then one day, like it gives us the leverage to be able to do something crazy, you know? So um, yeah, like, sure. It's a lot of money to pay Chris Taylor um, gives us less flexibility in the short term, but yeah, like in the end, like, I don't know how much we could have improved um, putting that money elsewhere. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Right, but not mad. We're we're both we're both happy that it happened. Yeah. All right. I guess the on the last thing on the topic on the list would be um in my opinion, I think the biggest issue for the Dodgers right now is pitching. We lost a lot of good pitchers in the offseason. And um, injury. And to injuries. So we lost um Corey Joe Kelly to free agency uh kenley is gonna is probably gonna leave i think he's talking about going to the marlins yep and Corey canable is leaving as well he left already he left Corey canable left to the phillies um we have all these guys who are leaving and we trying to replace them with a bunch of guys that i don't like so andrew heaney daniel hudson they're coming back um so i think but i think arms is definitely something that's needed. So who do you think would be, is going to step up from either the farm or the Dodgers should pursue in free agency? So I was looking at, sorry, talking about um, starters or bullpen guys or? If you think, do you think there's a hole? Well, I guess that's another question of itself. Do you think there's a hole in the starting rotation right now or is there a hole in our bullpen? I would focus more on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, that's just kind of my, just the way the game is played nowadays and just thinking about the playoffs. Like, there's not going to be too many long inning starters anymore in the game. Like, that's pretty rare. But if you think about our starters, right? Like, assuming we re-sign Kershaw, our starting rotation will be Kershaw, Bueller, uh, Arias, mm-hmm. Dustin May. Right. right. And, and in any case, in a worst case, we still have David Price for one more year. We have David Price. We have Tony Gonsolin. So, like, I'm not too worried about, like, it's not as strong as it could, as it was in the past, you know? Like, I would argue, yeah, Kershaw's definitely past his prime now. Like, our top two pitchers are going to be have to be Bueller and Arias. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't want to spend money on a starter. Um yeah, and so it would definitely have to be bullpen guys, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at the guys that are available. There's actually a lot of people available. Wow, I didn't know Matt Harvey's still in the league. <laughs> Old man Matt Harvey. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, definitely bullpen. 
I don't know what to do about it and who to pick up exactly. But I would say I, I would be open to trading for a starter, though. Maybe I'm not straight up signing, but I'd be down to potentially trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at Frankie Montes. That looks, that looks interesting to me. Mm. Um, former Dodger prospect. Did pretty well with the A's. Kind of tailed off a little bit, but I think the Dodgers can fix him. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. Like, who do you think can fill the bullpen stuff? So I, I think the bull, the hole in the bullpen isn't as big as I'm trying to I'm making it out to be. Um, I don't know. We don't we don't have a closer. That's true. We still have Blake Trinan for one more year. So I think if we can move him to closer. Yeah, he has to come into closer if anything. Once uh Jensen leaves. All right, but there's our closer. Then there's our setup, man. There's two pitchers that are coming back from injury, right? One is Caleb Ferguson. Right. He he was really good until he came down with injury because he he reworked his slider, which eventually became why he needed Tommy Jones. And then who was that dude that we signed last year that was injured? Tommy but, Kale. Yeah, he's coming back, right? Yeah, from Tommy Johns too. Yeah, so... So, there's two players we got back. So, our bullpen honestly doesn't look too bad. Do you I think Caleb think, Ferguson would stick in the bullpen? Yes. Okay. He, he... There's no space for him in the in the rotation, and there's better options in case someone goes down. Like, there like was one take game Gonsolin where I over Ferguson. You would take Gonsolin over Ferguson? Oh, yeah. There's a, there are a couple of games where I watch Caleb Ferguson start, like not even in, in like the major leagues, in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. And it just doesn't look safe, if you know what I mean. But things have changed. Um, but I think right now, him in the bullpen is pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. On top of that, like, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think it's double. We, I don't think we don't really need anybody um, because we signed Andrew Heaney and Daniel Hudson. Boo. Boo. Well, maybe not boo. We'll see how the season goes. But, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking more towards the bullpen, right? So Alex Vesia is still part of the team. And I called that Alex Vesia would be one of our, one of our guys that we're going to go to in the, in the bullpen last season when we you acquired did. him from the Marlins. You did. I had no idea who he was. Yeah. So Vesia is still on the team. Um, Andre Jackson, who I did not expect to come up this year because who? he was Andre Jackson, seven foot, like no, six foot six tall, like starting pitcher in single A ball. Yeah. He came up because of so many injuries. We had to do a bullpen day. Yeah. And he came up and he rocked the start. Like he went three innings, no, like I think three shutout innings. Yeah. As, a, as like a, a rookie starter from single A. And they immediately promoted him to double A. If he can keep that up, because he has some nasty stuff, because he's so tall and so strong. Yeah, I remember he had four shutout innings. It was nice. Yeah, like I think I think he can he can might be able to move up if not at the most triple A. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'll like, get, I'll, I'll also give you some names that are free agents right now that are recognizable and kind of past their prime. But mm-hmm. so um, well, obviously Kenny Jansen's still on the market, so we still might resign him, but. There's Andrew Miller, Trevor Rosenthal, Brad Hand, Dylan Betances, uh, Familia from the Mets, Odavino, uh, Joe Kelly still on the market. 
I don't know if you'd still want him. Archie Bradley from the Phillies. Archie Bradley. Um, Greg Holland. Actually, he's kind of bad now, though. Yeah. But, that's, uh, not, that's not the name I know and love. Sergio Romo. <laughs> Sergio Romo. But, dude, he did well last year, though. He's, he's not, he, he had to rework his stuff, but he's better now. Dude, he, I'm kind of mad because he was so bad as a Dodger, but. Oh, uh, but that's yeah. out towards his injury years, like post injury. That's know. true. Um, there's still Sean Doolittle. Um, yeah, so I mean, the pick, there's pick of the, there's, there's a pretty good amount of people to pick from. So out of that list, the ones that stick out besides like the big names, right? Which I don't think they're gonna Dodgers are gonna sign a big name right now with the amount of money that we have. The one that sticks out is Trevor Rosenthal. Now, like I told you this before the podcast started back in 2019. I don't know if you remember, but I said Trevor Rosenthal would be the black horse of like pitching at that time. Because Trevor Rosenthal pitched a terrible 2019 he had like a 36 era before the philly oh yeah 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 i remember he was he was a free agent for that whole year because no one wanted to touch him yep 2020 comes along he gets signed by the royals i think it's the royals so a team that was blue it's the Royals, the rays and he like reworks his stuff he's a five tool pitcher so he got he has some nasty control and then he eventually signs with the padres or gets traded to no 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 no. oh he so in 2020, oh, he did get traded to the Padres, yeah, yeah, from the Royals. And then he signed with the A's. Yeah, so I think I think Rosenthal would be interesting. He is injured, though. I don't know if he's still injured, but Rosenthal has been, like, the guy under my radar for, like, the last couple of years. Um, another yeah. name that is not a free agent – that like I would like that I saw a rumor was uh Craig Kimball from the White Sox. I'm down for that. Yeah, there there's issues with that. Well, not issues, but the, there's the money issues. The, the the meetings make sense because the White Sox are bleeding money and they're a small market team, right? They they're making they're making they made a huge playoff push last season that didn't work out, and they're bleeding capital and they don't have enough to kind of rebuild. Dodgers have a hole in closer, and we have, you know, the, the the pieces to make a trade happen. But at the same time, we're we that means we'd be taking Kimball's terrible contract. Oh, and you know, we forgot we have Phil Bickford and um, Buzar Gratterall. No, I didn't forget them. I just didn't mention them. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Phil Bickford, the knockoff. Uh, no, it's in your guard. He's but, better than him right now, though. Yeah, he, take. He, yeah, he actually performed pretty well. But and that goes back to my point. It's like, yeah, like we have pieces that we can use. And I don't necessarily think the Dodgers have to make a trade or have to sign anybody else at this moment. Yeah. They yeah. might be, they might make a trade, you know, midway to the season, obviously, if there's, if the pieces that they have don't live up to their potential. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, if everything goes well, we're chilling. Yeah, yeah. So moral of the story, don't do anything. It will be fine. (laughs) 
in a perfect world, everything would be fine. Yeah. But this is not a perfect world. So, okay, we looked at our pitching. We're saying there's pieces we can look at. It's not bad. Where I'll say the biggest holes are is maybe not even our everyday, but, but it could be our bench, our player depth. Because, yeah, even though we have young guns that performed relatively well for their experience level, like, our depth is not the same as it was, like, three years ago. And I think that's something that got depleted over time. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, picking up, like, a bench player here or there, I think that's something that they could focus on as well, but. Yeah, I I also think that another thing that the Dodgers could do, which is not popular, is um, tr- we might trade. I think we should trade Pollock, if especially if he's doing well. Well, not if he's doing well, but like I can see the Dodgers unloading a couple of contracts just to get back prospects because, like you said, we are bleeding uh, depth at rookies, right? Yeah, I'm I'm down for um training Pollock because it's his contract year. Yeah. And he did well last year, actually. So, but there was a crazy thing where he didn't have enough at-bats where he got, like, the opt-out clause to trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers are pretty funny in that sense. Yeah. Kind of scummy for us, from us, but good for us, too. So, yeah, so I, I'm 100% willing to just offload a couple of expiring contracts mm-hmm. because that's what we did when, with Puig, Matt Kemp, um, Alex Wood, we did that to get back Jeter Downs and a couple of other guys from the Phillies or from the, from the Reds. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that might uh, happen next season that I'm okay with. Well, it depends yeah. on who we get back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not the ones making the big books, so we don't have to make the decisions. So. Yeah, glad for that. Yeah, but it'll be a it'll be a fun season if mm-hmm. it happens. Yep. 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 All right, guys, that's it for today, and it's closing time for our pizza parlor, so get out. Thanks. And have a safe trip home. See you next time. See you next time.